0: It's amazing to me how many people desire to grow in their walk with God Regardless of where they are in the journey So they ask for more faith Many people pray for it Other people say if I come to church maybe I'll just serendipitously get it However the scripture is very clear about how we get more faith So then faith comes by hearing And hearing by the word of God as Romans chapter 10 verse 17 reminds us So our prayer for you as you hear this message is that your faith would go from where it is to where God intends it to be. Grow as you hear this word.
1: Hosanna, Hosanna. Man, I needed to be reminded of this. Who would have thought a 2021 church would reach me in 3028? Man, I needed to be reminded that he's worthy. Hosanna. I never thought it would come to this. Lord, I love you so much. And I really, uh, I trust you. And I know God that you told us to trust you, even when we can't trace you. But you know, God, what decision I have to make in the next 10 minutes. I thought yesterday was the worst. Downtown, in the middle of the street, just like they did in Jerusalem with those two prophets. They left the the bodies to just lay in the street I never thought that was going to hit my house but because I chose to be a pastor God because because you called me my wife my three kids (laughs) executed left in the street as an example for anybody who Refused to take the mark. I thought that was the worst. I've been with my wife since I was a kid. <laughs> and my baby should go. Because of me. Because that shows you. God, I'm not complaining, but I don't understand. <laughs> And not only that, I thought that would be the worst. I just wish they could have all did it at once. But my only son, my child, they're keeping him. And they gave me 10 minutes. I got 10 minutes left to call global command and turn myself in and take the bar and my son can live. If I don't take the mark, they're going to kill him. Basically, I'm going to kill him. I'm going to kill my son. I'm going to kill my only son. God, I read the Bible. I, I know about Jesus coming. And I know about the sacrifice of Isaac. <laughs> but I never thought you were going to ask me to do this i gotta make a decision i never i never knew that after watching this on the dark web this church in, i think it was 2021 some pastor somewhere in detroit was talking about things that were going to happen in the last days and people been talking about the last days forever but I'm seeing it everything this dude said everything that the bible said and, and I was able to actually get one of them it's not even legal anymore but everything that this book said is coming true in front of my eyes all of the people who have not taken the mark of the beast are considered enemies of the state their families their friends they can't buy anything they can't enter into buildings everything is technologically driven we can't get in cars if the mark of the beast is not on us we can't drive we can't eat we can't go into our apartment buildings we can't do nothing i'm forced to live in an abandoned building and have church in one of these places that the earthquakes took out. So now I got a decision to make, God. Do I take the mark? Do I trust you? I'm not going to take it. I'm not going to take it. That means my son is going to get killed. He's going to (laughs) die. And the hard part is that at least before the rapture happened, the Holy Spirit could comfort people. I don't even have you here to comfort me. You're not even present to give me strength. I got to trust you without any comfort. (laughs) That's what faith is, right? Faith is trusting you and I can't trace you. Faith, Faith is... Holding on when ain't nothing to hold on to. So I just got through watching the service of this church. And they just got through singing this song, Hosanna. It's a week before Easter. We can't say that anymore. That word has been stricken from calendars. You can't have any reference to anything connected to Christ. It's illegal. We're a week out from the day day you got up, the day you conquered evil, the day you conquered the grave. And they sang Hosanna. So, God, I'm going to pray. Because I don't know, although I don't have a church anymore, this is my church, an empty building with no people. I asked that people would come. I remember the underground churches in, in, in our country had been working and I remember we had about 10 people and then we had about three and then we had about eight, but then they started killing their families. One time they took one of the older women and they, they gutted her and allowed her, her intestines and her insides to fall into the street as an example of those who wouldn't take the mark. And of course, people stopped coming to church. So I'm gonna preach to myself. Cause I have to believe, even though I can't feel you, that my family's death, that my son's murder, is worth it. That Jesus, some kind of way, you have a plan in all of this. I don't understand it, I don't see it. But I gotta believe you. And so God, I going to pray. God I'm tired <laughs> All my pastor friends Have taken the mark and one of them told me if, if you love your family You would take the mark God knows your heart <laughs> But I can't do it Because I know it's not right did I kill my family? I don't think I did. Am I responsible for my son not being here? No, I don't believe I am, but does that make me feel any better? <sighs> so, when the Bible says to preach in season and out of season, man, is this out of season, right? God, I, I ask you right now. on this Palm Sunday in 3028 in a world God that looks crazy in a world that doesn't look like anything I recognize all the mountains have been relocated all the islands are no longer in place Hawaii is over somewhere in Canada the whole world is upside down But you told me, God, that your word will last through all the generations. So, God, I'm asking on this Palm Sunday with a church of rocks and debris, with a congregation of rats and mold and mice, that you will know, God, That there is a servant that will serve you. Even when you lose everything. Even when you have nothing. I have you. So God, would you breathe on me? Would you breathe on the word and let it become life? So that maybe God, maybe somebody, who would be coming by maybe and come into this place would hear and maybe believe I pray this prayer in Jesus name amen so there's this scripture that is in the book of Matthew that reminds us of what happened when Jesus took what we call the triumphant entry into Jerusalem Matthew 21 <coughs> It says, and as they approached Jerusalem, they came to Bethphage on the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, go to the village ahead of you. And at once you will find a donkey tied there with her coat by her, untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, say that the Lord needs them and he will send them right away. This took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet. Say to the daughter of Zion, see, your king comes to you gentle, riding on a donkey, on a colt, on the foal of a donkey. The disciples went and they did as Jesus asked and instructed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and placed the cloaks on them for Jesus to sit on. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, while others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds that went ahead of him and those that followed shouted, Hosanna to the son of David and blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. I remember seeing images of Palm Sunday when they used to be able to do that back in back in the day when it was legal and they would have these palms they would give out in church and people would put them, I guess, in their cars and people sometimes put them in their houses as reminders It was a reminder, really, of when Jesus was preparing to be sacrificed, preparing to be killed. And what preceded his murder, what preceded his crucifixion was this praise party of people who saw him coming into the city and wanted to celebrate this king. This king that would redeem them and help them through their problems. The Bible tells us that they actually went up in the trees and they took. The palms out of the branches and they took them off and they laid them down and they kind of made almost a path for him to come in. And what's so interesting about the way that God you you work is that you didn't come in on a stallion or you didn't come in on the carriage. Came in on a beast of burden. You're the God of the oppressed. You're God of the burdened and to show that you are still king yet burden bearer you decided to be king riding a beast of burden and you came into the city and they wanted you to be something that you were not they wanted you to redeem them from the evil of the day I guess my comfort right now God is that I want you to redeem my family I want you to redeem my son I want you to redeem my life I want you to redeem our world from the tyranny of the Antichrist, from the tyranny of this demonic false prophet that he has on his right hand. I want you to come in and swoop us away from this evil. But no, you're still the king who rides in the midst of the burden and on the burden. And I wonder any people who might one day maybe hear a message like this that have burdens <laughs> that are just overwhelmed that are just tired that are angry with God things don't make sense I just, I just pray that maybe God you remind them that the same way you were king on a donkey the same way that you were king on a beast of burden you can be king in the midst of their burden you really can and even now God it's crazy because I know you said that the Holy Spirit would not own, any longer be on the earth once the church the people who believed in you were raptured they said it was a an unprecedented event and people's physical composition changed into antimatter can you believe that <laughs> Eight, 18 million people every, every child instantly vanished and they said it was antimatter okay. We know what happened, God, you took your people, but now you're not here. But in the midst of my burden, even though I can't feel you, if Jesus, you came to the world in a way that the world didn't expect, but you showed up, then I know, God, even though you may not be coming to my situation in the way that I expect, you still show up. So the Bible says that they took coats and they took garments and they took branches and they took palms and they laid them down and they cried, Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. Because they wanted you to overthrow Rome. They wanted you to overthrow the kingdom that was oppressing them. But no, you were not that kind of king. You had a much greater kingdom. You had a much greater and bigger purpose. And, you know, my whole life studying the bible in secret in these last years but even before that just being just fascinated about you god i remember looking at messages from the years 2000 and plus and that church citadel man i tell you that that church really committed itself to the bible and i and i learned a lot about culture back in those days and what they were doing back in those days as relates to worship and as related to the word and the community around them But one of the things I I remember studying and looking for is that every Palm Sunday, I'd only hear about the triumphant arrival of Jesus into Jerusalem. That was the Palm Sunday sermon. That was the Palm Sunday messages that Jesus entered into the city and the people do palms and they celebrated his coming that way. But I had no idea sitting in the midst of this moment that there was another scripture in the Holy Bible In the book of Revelation, chapter 7, verses 9 through 17, and this is what it says. After this, I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count, from every nation, tribe, people, and language standing before the throne and before the Lamb. They were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands, and they cried out in a loud voice salvation belongs to our god who sits on the throne and to the lamb and all the angels standing around the throne and the around the elders and the four living creatures they fell down on their faces before the throne and worshipped god saying amen praise and glory and wisdom and thanks and honor and power and strength be to our god forever and ever amen then one of the elders asked me These in white robes, who are they? And I answered, sir, you know. And he said, these are they who have come out of the great tribulation. And they've washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore, right now, they're before the throne of God. Serve him day and night in his temple. And the one who sits on the throne will shelter them in his presence never again will they hunger never again will they thirst the sun will not beat down on them nor any scorching heat for the lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd he will lead them to springs of living water and god will wipe away every tear from their eyes so not just jesus coming into jerusalem and the palms being laid down by the people but in heaven Around the throne of God. It says that there's going to be this multitude of people who also will have palm branches. And they'll be worshiping God and worshiping him. Why? They'll be worshiping him because it says that these are those who come through the great tribulation. And they've washed their robes in the lamb. And His blood. This is the great tribulation that we're in right now, right now in Sodom and Egypt that's the new name of Jerusalem he renamed it it's no longer Jerusalem it's Sodom and Egypt he's taken his throne up in the temple of God as god the beast is spoken commanding people to take the mark everybody's doing it and my family just got killed and my son now he's dead but what's my comfort on Palm Sunday, 3028. The comfort that I have is this. It says, these are they who have come to the great tribulation and they've made their robes white in the blood of the lamb for the throne of God. And he will shelter them in his presence. I couldn't shelter them down here but right now god has sheltered them and their robes have been washed because they've been made white in the blood of jesus who they trusted in the midst of a time where god has not been present on earth and the leadership wants to kill us never again will they hunger never again will they thirst and i don't know who would even hear something like this but i wonder who's thirsty whose soul is dry, whose life is dry, whose relationships are dry, whose, whose world is hungry. I wonder who is hungry for affection or hungry for the things of life or hungry for stuff that can't satisfy me. It says, when we trust you, will never hunger. But then it finally says these words, and this is probably what blesses me the most. And God will wipe away every tear from their eye. The triumphant entry into Jerusalem of Jesus in Matthew Was not about the world of Matthew's time The triumphant entry of Jesus into Jerusalem was that he would be Ultimately King over Kings and Lord over Lords. It would be what we see in Revelation that Palm Sunday when the multitude of saints gather around the throne redeemed from an evil world in the presence of the living god sheltered under his protection and he not an angel not an elder not an apostle he will wipe away every tear from our eyes what a palm sunday message then when you're hurting and you're crying and maybe your tears don't flow like mine do. Maybe they flow on the inside. But he will wipe away every tear. And So I, I don't know if anybody would ever hear this message, but if they do, I wonder would they accept the Jesus who can do that. I wonder would they make a decision to follow a christ a god who has the power to not let them be hungry and not let them thirst who has the power to shelter them in a world that is so cruel who has the power to wipe not just one but every tear from their eye i wonder who would be willing to trust that kind of god And maybe in a time where people are turning from God and worshiping the Antichrist and taking the mark, maybe there's some that won't. And maybe there's somebody right now who wants to make a decision to say yes to Jesus. And what does that mean? What does it mean to say yes to Jesus? Ain't no more churches. We ain't trying to go into church because ain't no more. What does it mean? It means to just simply say, "Jesus, you know what? I recognize that you're God and I'm not and I trust you and in that simple decision right now even though the Spirit of God is not present to give me what I need because the Holy Spirit has removed himself from this earth right now I know I know that my babies are around the throne I know that my wife is around the throne, worshiping and sheltered. I don't know what greater gift I could give to anybody that I care about other than the God who can wipe your tears away and the God who can give you the stuff that won't make you thirsty and hungry anymore. And all I'm asking, God, is that you would hear the prayers maybe of the people who would pray this prayer right now. Asking you to be their savior, asking you to be their Lord. And no, they don't have a palm branch. They don't have anything to climb up in a tree and get, but they've got a life to lay down. They've got some sacrifices that they can make that become a palm branch. They become a palm branch for you to ride in. On their life into a world that needs you so I just pray God that you would hear the prayers of people now who are asking you to be their Savior you know the way to do it is to simply say these words out loud out loud Jesus save me Jesus I believe you're the Son of God you died for me. Say it out loud. You died for me. You rose for me. And I accept you and only you to be my Savior. I said those words and that decision. That decision helped me make the hardest decision I've had to make in my life, which I just did a few minutes ago, to let my only son die. But if God can let his only son die so that I could live, and I could let my only son die, that others could live too. I put this camera up so I could capture this. So whoever could hear it on the dark web or whatever illegal way that we get this out, that you can realize that the sacrifice that I just had to make, it hurts. But the reward of knowing that you, you, I've come to trust the God who can wipe every tear away. You who made the decision to trust the God that can feed you so you hunger no more and give you what you need to thirst no more. You who made the decision to trust the God who will shelter you in a world that won't. Whatever sacrifice has been made, it's been worth it. God, thank you for giving me an opportunity on a Palm Sunday like I've never seen before to honor you. My heart is broken. I won't see my family on this side, but I will see them on the other side. Thank you for that comfort. I don't feel it, I don't sense it in my you know, natural self, but in my spiritual self, I know that one day I'll be with him. So God, thank you. And it's in Jesus' name I pray.
0: the great things about having heard what you just had a chance to experience is that your faith has gotten stronger. There's no way that you could have heard this message and your faith has not been increased. But where do we go? How do we move from faith to faith? The Bible is very clear that if you have not really made the greatest decision of your life, which is to become a Christian, you've really missed the great joy of the journey. So wherever you are, if you would like to have a personal relationship with Christ, do what the scripture says call upon the name of the Lord and you can be saved. Pray this prayer. Lord Jesus, I acknowledge that I'm a sinner. Forgive me of my sin. Come into my heart. I receive you now as my Savior and as my Lord. I'm trusting you and only you to direct my life. In Jesus' name. Congratulations, wherever you are, that means that you have become a believer. For those of you that are already believers, your faith is now stronger. Don't be merely a hearer, but be a doer, and let's change the world. If you just prayed that prayer, you have an opportunity to reach out to us, and we would be honored to serve you and help you in your journey. Uh, please contact us at area code 313-871-FORT, or please visit us on our website, Citadel of Faith. Dot o-r-g that's simply spelled c-i-t-a-d-e-l of faith dot org all one word we would love to hear your testimonies we would love to hear your prayer requests know that you're in a partnership with us and you're not in the journey alone let's change the world together one person at a time